It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. This is episode 31 of the Right Away Podcast, and it is February 18th, 2021, as we're recording this. I'm Chris Kane with my co-host, J.P. Renbush. Excellent. So, JP, how was your week? Oh, it has been fantastic. <laughs> so ever since I decided that my morning time block schedule has to be split between two projects that I'm working on because I find both equally important, I have been able to do both very well every day. Yay. It is fantastic. I guess I can't decide what to do every day. So instead I just do both. And apparently by doing both, I'm doing more. It has actually been really good. I've written probably four times the amount that I normally write in a week. So it's excellent. How about you? Last Thursday was the most chaotic day of my life. It started out great with recording with you and just, it didn't even go downhill. It just exploded. I'm going to try and tell this short version. Short version is I had 30 minutes of mortification as I realized the entire day previous I had been driving my rental car with the emergency brake on. Then I was in the ocean and the ocean smacked my glasses off my face and I was 20 minutes away in the rental car from home and I committed the vision impaired version of drunk driving and drove my car very slowly home. And then my kid got into what I thought was the locked rental car. I had the keys in my bra. I ran, stopped the car as it rolled out of my driveway. Kid was fine. I was shook, shooketh. And we could not find the keys. I like they flew out and yeeted themselves into another dimension. We looked for hours. I got a metal detector, couldn't find it had to pay the $200 for a replacement key, which like in the grand scheme of things isn't terrible, but that is $200 I would have loved in my pocket. And then everything was just recovery from that point. Sunday, I finally started to feel myself. Monday, I had a, a deep trigger point massage therapy thing that really helped. And then Tuesday, I completely revamped my upstairs living space, which had been also in chaos since my deadlines last month. And I had this realization that I think that the chaos was keeping me from being productive. So I cleaned everything. I moved my office from my kind of living room area into what was supposed to be my kid's bedroom, but he just sleeps with me. So I'm like, well, now it's my office. So now I have a standing desk and I have a sitting desk and I have a laying down desk, which is the spare bed. And I finally started plotting uh, my next book yesterday. So I think the organizational cleaning thing helped. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely. I've noticed every time that I clean, everything feels so much better. I can't wait to do our review. We're We're recording our tarot review on Tuesday. And I honestly can't remember. I have a terrible memory. I can't remember what my January was, but I'm really interested in February. Which month is it? It's February. I can't remember what my February is. And I'm really interested to like review in what I said I thought it would be like. And what did I do remember that I said I would have a fuck it 
moment, like my, my February fuck it moment. And my February fuck it moment was Thursday with the glasses thing. And I was like, fuck it, I'm getting LASIK. And I made that appointment on Saturday. And now I drive in Monday for my exam. Tuesday, if the exam goes well, I get my surgery. And then Wednesday, I have a follow-up exam and then I come home. So, fuck it, I'm getting it done. <laughs> to say yeah. uh, not much got done work wise but i am just proud of myself for getting anything done <laughs> i am with you right there 100 percent madness okay so our question this week was just something you threw at me last night and that was do you journal and so we wanted to talk about that because the answer was we try Yes, for both yeah. of us. <laughs> so a uh, follow-up question for me to you, why do you want to journal? So I want to journal because I like, I've kept journals whenever I go on like trips. I really like going back to them every once in a while because it immediately takes me back to the memory of being there. Mm-hmm. And so I really like those points in time because especially if I want to go back for writing, like I can remember what that place felt like. I can remember some pieces to it. But yeah, so more or less, the reason I want to journal is because I want to use it as a tool to improve writing. Yeah. Why do you? I have the clearly the world's worst memory, probably not the world's worst, but I have a pretty terrible memory. And there are just wide gaps of time where like, I know I was in college I know I roomed with people, but the details of things completely gone. And this is a, a symptom, I believe, of hardcore depression. It, it messes with your memory, childhood trauma, all that delicious stuff has really messed with my memory. And so one of the reasons that I do it is because I won't remember otherwise those times, those moments, those learnings, those experiences are just gone. And I am much better about it when I'm on trips because you do tend to be in much more of a reflective and comparison mode. But there are journals that I have not gone back to because I wasn't ready. I was in Rwanda for two weeks in 2017. So it was the 20 year anniversary of the last of the Rwandan genocide battles and the biggest one. And we stayed with Rwandan families for half the trip and and did these kind of weird internships and also went to visit a lot of cultural memorials, a lot of the memorials having to do with the genocide. And so that was a very intense trip. And I wrote a lot and then I set it aside and I found the journal at one point and had this visceral, oh no, reaction. So I have not looked back on it. And so how many years? No, it wasn't 2017. It was 2007. So it would have been the 10 year anniversary or 15. I don't know. Anyways, whatever math. So it's been 14 years now. And in the last five or so years, I've been like the next time I, I find that journal, cause it's in a box somewhere, I think I'll be ready. And of course, for over this last year, I've been journaling more, but I still do go months where I don't journal. And I'm, I'm better about journaling the terrible things than the positive things. And I would like to also journal the positive things. Do you find that you 
record more of some type of thing than another? So I just honestly go in bits and bobs of writing. So it's because I'm trying to find what process works best for me. And what happened last time that I got into a pretty good stride with like daily writing was that it was too structured. And I was using like a panda planner with a gratitude portion. And it was just to try and keep that sort of habit because I was using it for the miracle morning stuff. And I, it does not, that doesn't work with me at all because on a day-to-day basis, like I'm not a person that needs to state gratitude daily because for me it becomes a chore and then it almost becomes repetitious. And I, I just eventually I, I find no value in it. So then I'm one that if I find no value, I immediately drop it. So even if it maybe has value in the long term for those that still do it, good for you. But for me, it doesn't work. So that's been my ex- recent experience. And then this past week, I've been doing something a little different. And it's I'm still figuring it out. But I think that this is the process that I prefer. Yeah. Yeah, I have done different things at different times. For the most part, when I sit down to write, it's because I'm prompted by an experience a a lot of times when I was in high school the reason I journaled most was I couldn't process my thoughts I couldn't hold them together long enough (laughs) to really think them through unless I was putting them down on paper and I feel like that a lot about writing unless it's unless I put it down it doesn't exist I'm not one of those people who builds up the entire story in their head keeps it and then writes it and everything just flies out. If it's not in a computer or on a piece of paper, it doesn't happen or never happened. And so for me, a lot of times it is, it's a processing function. I feel much more comfortable talking about things than I did when I was younger. So I think a lot of my relationships have taken the place of my need for journaling or my immediate need, but the memory portion is so important for journaling. I always, I do often feel like very self-conscious, like when I'm writing and I'm being like melodramatic or whatever it is I'm being. And I'm like, what if somebody finds this someday? I'm like, whatever. It's, chances are low that they're going to be found by anyone ever, except for my kid. And then I'm sorry, you've just got to deal with your mother's trauma when you're 50 and I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. I, so more recently, I found one of, because I collect journals, <laughs> then just leave them blank everywhere. I found one of my blank journals, no lines. And I think that this is the thing that I have been wanting. And so what I've started to do is I just carry it around with me. And I think more recently, I'm working on figuring out like the... I need to have a purpose as to why I have this object with me. And so the purpose is to overall to improve my craft and writing by storing ideas, inspiration, and then just like practicing and playing with little pieces in here. And so by having 100% blank page, I have no boxes I need to fill in. I have no check marks that I need to check because I hate all of that. That's not for me. And so I feel like I can put whatever I want. I can doodle in it and I don't feel awkward about, oh, I've doodled over lines. I don't know. I'm very much like I need a full blank page to do something. I've tried the blank pages. And what bothers me is when my writing starts tilting, that bothers the hell out of me. So what I like better than blank pages is graph pages. Ooh, maybe. 
yeah maybe. so I'm also because then like, I can be as structured as I want or as lackadaisical as I want I oh, have the options maybe so my problem is that I'm a collector of journals but 90% of the journals I collect are like journals I found like for free oh <laughs> nice I, I don't like paying for things because I'm one of those people but yes if I could find a graph journal that would be amazing I spent far too much for those listening. I am showing JP my lick term 1917 that I bought and it has just the faintest, you probably can't even see it, the faintest dots. It's not even full graphs. This one is very, and it also has two bookmarks and an index page. So this is what the bullet journals, bullet journalers, Bujo people really like because you can do your pages. I really like the pages because again, no memory. I don't know where everything is. This is my project notebook. So I keep track of things. And I started this before I found Notion. So I've kept it going for a lot of Notion things, the things that I would put in Notion. And that's redoing back matter on books. I don't know. But I have this constant back and forth between digital and print or like digital and like touchable real life pen and paper. Mm. And I can never decide. So I literally have journal entries scattered over multiple books, like the same, I might have three books for the same year. Cause it was just like, whichever one I found when I was feeling the things and needed to write it, which drives me nuts that they're not all organized. And then I will have random journal entries on Notion on 750 words, which I I loved and I did for a while. Google Docs, emails, sometimes if I didn't have anything else, it's a mess and it drives me up the wall. And if I'm famous enough today to require an archivist all my own, they're going to have fun. I'll never be that famous though. So that's fine. I've, so I've used I used Evernote when I went on my trip to Europe but other than that I I use digital but I'll use an iPad and an Apple pencil and Mm -hmm. I think it's because like when I'm journaling or reflecting I'm a creature of pure chaos I cannot write a single line thought I will start down here I'll jump back to the beginning I'll jump to the bottom and so my brain moves too chaotically Mm -hmm. uh, to really do anything digital for journaling. Now, when it comes to writing, of course, I'm going to use word. Yeah, I do find that I lean more and more towards towards pen and paper for actual journaling and reflection. There's a different mind-body connection. You draw out different things. Like you said, you have that freedom, that chaos. And I think a lot of it is that that my computer and my phone equal work for me. So it's very different mindset when I'm on them. So I'll often pick up my phone. I have a Google Doc that has been going on for years. It's just story ideas. And if I have something that just pops into my head, I or like a line or something someone says, and I'm like, oh, I need to like record that. It all goes in this one massive file that I read, I don't know, once or twice a year and just see if anything can be pulled in and used in my current work. But yeah, I really enjoy the journaling. I find that when I do it regularly, my mind is calmer and clearer. I think it does a lot the same for me that meditation does, but in a different way. Do you, have you, or do you schedule time to journal? 
I don't currently. I don't do the Miracle Morning. One of the things I found most difficult since having a child, and particularly since um, separating, is that because every day doesn't have the same schedule, I rebel against having schedules in general. And I do fairly decently with my work time blocking. But unless it's me scheduling something with someone, it's all like up in the air and for grabs and I'm the you know master of my universe. So I can say no. And I, I don't know. I, it's so frustrating to me that I can't set a schedule and it work forever. Like it'll work wonderfully for a month too. And then it won't. Mm-hmm. Maybe nothing will happen to change that, but it just won't. So the journaling, and I don't know right now if I want it to be, if I want to give it focus more than just when I'm feeling something big or I have a thought that I know I need to process, I go to the journal. I try to keep my journal really accessible and where I see it so that I do think about it. But I, right now I'm okay with the big emotions because otherwise I feel like I just write today I did this and today I did that and that's really boring and I don't want to read that in five years yeah I I for like my time I cannot schedule this without feeling uncomfortable about where I'm scheduling it because right now like my time block available for writing or for doing any sort of like miracle morning or whatnot is in the morning before work. And I want to dedicate that time to the projects that I'm working on. And so I originally had miracle morning during that time. Mm-hmm. However, like that takes up half of that time. And for me, I just, that doesn't work for me. So instead what I've been doing this past week is with this journal, I have it right next to me while I work and I have it open And any random thought that comes to mind, I just quick jot it down. But that has been, I've already filled up like seven pages in the past like three days because of it. And so I feel like even though I don't have a set time, I really like having it open and being like consciously aware that it's present. I'm sure that eventually like it's going to become so much a habit that I'm going to forget that it exists there and then I'm not going to do it anymore because I'm like you where I love a process and then all of a sudden the process dissolves because I think we're both creatures of chaos, to say the least. Yeah, I just realized as as you were talking about this chaos, that the particular kinds of thoughts that I'm putting into my current journal, and it's nice and it's leather outside, are, I do force myself into writing only and to like talking to myself because it is a lunch journal. But I know that does encourage me. I don't know, I think I need... I think I need to spend another, I don't know, ridiculous amount, $25, $30 on, an, on some more like terms. Because I do love this graphness and I, I love being able to note pages for any particular big things, projecty things that I put. And then one of the things I, that really attracted to me to the bullet journaling movement is that you have one book for all of the kinds of things you're doing in the moment. So it might be to-do lists, it might be calendars, it might be whatever. And a lot of that I use online stuff, Notion for, because that just works better for me. I don't have to carry any specific item around with me to keep track of my to-do lists. But a lot of the free-flowing chaos thoughts I think would be captured much better in 
a graph because I can't do the blank. The blank makes me think I need to draw in it. Like I need to make drawings and I haven't practiced art in a really long time. And then I get really frustrated and then it gets ugly and I don't want to look at it. Oh gosh, brains are weird. All right. What is our question for our dear listeners? I guess I'm curious what their journal practice is if they have one. Excellent. If you would like to have access to these podcasts two days early, you can join us on www. No, it's not www. On rightaway.substack.com. The week that this episode comes out, you will also have access to two of our exclusive tarot episodes and we're using tarot as a planning and review tool for the entire year uh, a new experience for both of us and it's been a blast those episodes are short and to the point and we are extra goofy if you can imagine that while delving into our witchy sides and there will be links to both of We'll link to where you can leave a comment and uh, Substack in the notes below. See you next week. See you later.